0: And welcome, everybody, to the Father, the Daughter, and the Holy Podcast. Join my father and I as we discuss relevant and meaningful ideas and values inspired by the weekly Torah portion. Our goal is to open our discussion to you in the hopes that it will give you something to think and reflect on, as well as be another interesting conversation that you can have with your family, friends, and peers. So let's delve right in. Well, welcome, everybody. All right. all right. All right. Well, we're going to be talking about mysticism and Kabbalah and Lagba Omer and uh, all these other things that are kind of hard to really understand. Um, and yeah, we've just been wondering lately, like, what is up with Lagba Omer? And it's like such a huge party and it's like very, it's turned very religious and the sources of which are kind of shrouded in mystery, Um, so we're just like, what the heck, man, let's just talk about Kabbalah, and Lagba Omer, and the Zohar, and all these things that we don't really understand,
1: (laughs) right, so let's talk about things that we could understand, so that we don't sound just irreverent, just for being irreverent, and, you know because <clears throat> people sometimes get a kick of just being irreverent even though they don't in order to be really irreverent <clears throat> you have to you have to know something if you don't know anything and you just like say so basically what you're doing is you're saying you're being a you're just saying I don't like this it's too complicated or it's something I don't like about it, it rubs me wrong so I'd rather just say it doesn't exist or it's even worse than that. It's like stupid. <clears throat>
0: it's, like, it's like the requirements for being a kofir. Like you actually have to know Torah before you can actually be considered a kofir.
1: Yeah, for good or for bad. Yeah, most people, you know, most people today aren't. I would say they're not really grappling with major things. Like, all right, whatever. I don't want to get on the that today. Yesterday, on the kofir train. <laughs> No, but I want to I wanna, I wanna see that... Because, yeah, Lagba Omer is like... Uh, my brother put it. It's like the Rosh Hashanah of Kabbalah, you know. <clears throat> it's all about Roshim Bar and the Zohar and stuff like that. But there's very some very basic questions that you could ask about the Kabbalah and the mystical tradition. And, and I think maybe we can get somewhere by asking those questions. Okay? so So you... Let's say would take it for granted that there's there is a Kabbalah, right? That there's a mystical tradition, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Because I grew up with that understanding.
1: What, what understanding that you've heard
0: it that there that is it exists. such that there is yeah that there is a very <clears throat> important part of Judaism that is <clears throat> hidden and mis you know shrouded in more. Okay, so mystery let's go there, right?
1: Let's let's go right at that. So why well, why what makes um, this tradition what it is—that it's secret, it's mystical. Like, what what other words would you would you assume it is, and you would use to describe it? It's mystical. It's secretive. What else?
0: It's, what does it mean? It's it's far away. It's, it's far.
1: It's, it's complex, hard to understand. Far complex. Mean
0: yes, but it's it's more than complex. It's. Um... I want to say, like, esoteric. if real. Yeah, like, esoteric, just.
1: Okay, so esoteric is a fancy way of saying very complex and very abstract.
0: Philosophical.
1: Philosophical, Jeez. which you don't really know. You just assume because you've never learned Kabbalah per se. Right? But you might have been exposed to Kabbalistic things, but you might not have known that that's what it was. Right. So you do say "askino seducer on uh, Friday night and uh, Kabbalah and Shal but maybe you're not realizing what you're saying. But you're saying pure Kabbalistic concepts. Right. Right? Those are all Zeyran pins and, you know, Tika Kaddishas and Zayr. I mean, they're all very Kabbalistic concepts. Every single word there is like some Kabbalistic idea. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, okay. Let's say when you um, cut your nails, what do you do with the nails?
0: I make sure to throw them away because Khalilah, if you step on one... It's not a good thing. Kibijibis.
1: Okay. okay, so well, I don't know. if It's, I know it's not really about mm. stepping, but the point is you're going to get rid of your nails, right? Why do you get rid of your nails? Because it's some Kabbalistic concept that has right. crept into the halacha mm-hmm. that you need to get rid of your nails. Okay, so there's a lot of things like that. You just, sometimes you don't know that that's really the source, that there really is no other source except for like Kabbalistic concepts.
0: Does that also include not cutting your nails in a row or like sleeping with your feet? to the door?
1: Um, those are more a little bit down to earth because that's like a bad simmon because it's the way to take out a mace and, and those have to do with not a person who's alive shouldn't do things that they do to a mace hmm. to a dead body but um, <clears throat> the question the question I'm asking you is what all those things that you described right why does there need to be that what why why what, what what what's the deal that it's like shrouded in, in mystery like why in other words what is it the complexity of it so there's like physicists who learn physics and then there's like quantum physics and there's guys who do that and then there's like quarks and super duper photon <laughs> gloobies. <laughs> Super atomic atom colliders and things and people making super duper complex um, scientific stuff that very average physicist probably won't understand, right? But if he wanted to, he could try, right? So is that the Kabbalah of science? Like those guys that are learning that stuff? Hmm. <coughs> like if it is is there's no there's no it's not a shroud it's not shrouded in mystery it's just like it's very complex not everybody can do it
0: right but isn't there also an element of um the there's a hesit- there's a hesitancy because there's also a fear that it's going to be used inappropriately because there's because it's complex and incredibly deep where we're scared that people will manipulate information that is very important right it's like if you take your example i feel like what do
1: you mean very important
0: like just just go for roll with me for a second if you go with your with your physicist you're rolling if you go with your physicist example there's like for sure like in all the bond movies the recipe to the nuclear weapon battery thing that doesn't get shared
1: she's saying it's dangerous
0: not and not inherently dangerous, but there's there's certain information that when understood can be used in ways that are both great and not great.
1: So somebody's gonna use like a kabbalistic recipe and make like a a killing beetle. <laughs>
0: a man killing beetle. No, I don't think that Kabbalah has like recipes for like the the golem, right? The what's that? The mud man that came alive and what's it called? Morale. Morale, right? So I, I don't think that that's like what we're trying to hide. I think it's just I don't know honestly. Like I don't ask myself that much about the Kabbalah because I kind of just go like right. That's just not <laughs> not for me. I am not gonna get it.
1: But what I'm saying, what what I'm trying to do is like. I want to get to a point, but I'm starting to ask the point by saying, "What is the deal that there's this corpus of information that's kind of that's not in your reach, but we need to deal with it? And not only that, but some of the ramifications of those things that are learned all the way out in the stratospheres somehow affect my daily life because it's creeping into the halacha. Mm -hmm. So why does it need to be? I mean. Why? Whatever else is crept into daily life, um, and and becomes part of, it. I can understand it. I can read it. I can, any other halacha and I can go after it. I can explore it. What, why? You know what I'm saying? It's almost not like what is that? It mm-hmm. almost sounds, um, like a little bit ari because. Whenever you have, in history, whenever you have um, those that claim that there's a secret knowledge.
0: Right. Super cultish.
1: That's what makes those people the people you don't want to hang around with too long. You know what I'm saying? Because those are people that are going to end up, more often than not, manipulating people. Right. It's like paganism. It's like, I mean, I'm not equating them, but I'm just saying that's the tendency for their in a society for there to be stratus, you know, uh, uh, class systems where the classes are defined by those who know and those who don't. So the ones that know are the ones that are manipulating everybody and doing all kinds of horrible things because they say, well, if you don't do this, the gugabagala balula will strike you. And then you're like, oh, because you believe, because <laughs> you've been cowed into believing that this guy... And he's maybe done a couple like weird things that make everybody believe that this guy's got some secret power. So he like you know, he makes his cat levitate in the morning, and then everybody's like, "Oh man, it's got to," and you know, and it could be the guy's total whatever. I'm cat not...
0: levitating in the morning is serious stuff.
1: Yeah, <laughs> serious. but I'm just saying. I'm just saying, like, it it doesn't mean anything. It's not. It's not like oh, therefore nothing. It just means that the. It's dangerous to think that there's that there's a secret knowledge out there if there doesn't need to be it. So why is there? Why is everybody just going? Any thinking rational Jew is saying, yeah, there is a secret knowledge. Well, the truth of matters, I take that back. I think there are those that don't say. It. I think there are those that even if they're committed to Judaism, there are those that don't believe that there actually is such a thing. Hmm. I mean, they they can't deny that it is because everybody everybody's studying it studying something, right? And it's been around for centuries, and centuries, mm-hmm. right? Um, but they say whatever it is that they're studying is like I don't know. It doesn't it doesn't represent anything like serious to me? That's I guess people can say. Mm-hmm. You know, saying it doesn't. What, what is? It, how, why should it impact on my life at all? Right. Whatever, whatever people say. I don't. I never took a. I happen to know what I read, and in, in the scholarly, you know, world. You know, it's it's definitely cut down to size. I told you, you know, if you could read that introduction to the Zohar.
0: Oh, yeah, I we'll wanted to read it. This
1: book over here, uh, uh, where did I put it?
0: Now, well, while you look for it, it's actually so interesting. I read today on Facebook someone posted a um, uh, some thoughts on Lagba Omer and was actually saying, pointed out the same thing you were saying about how secret knowledge enables like a case system of sort of those people who know and those who don't know. Um, I thought that was a very interesting point. Cast
1: A caste system.
0: It's not cased?
1: No. I mean, I've never heard anybody pronounce it that way. Um,
0: Here you go. When you grow up in South America, you get to say words like cased.
1: (laughs) Well, it's fine. But the point is, is that, um, why can't I find it now? I don't know. I'll look for it later. But uh, <clears throat> um, the, the question is a question, no? I'm, I'm, the question I'm is a me, question. <laughs> the question is a question. And the question is, why... why is there why, something in existence I, that I personally, seems to be If you relevant, ask me personally, I do believe that there's... I'm willing to believe that there's something out there. Mm-hmm. A UFO. <clears throat> there's a UFO of knowledge... That's flying out there. I mean, I have books on Kabbalah Kabbalah here, you know, and I have books about Kabbalah here that I've read, some of them. And, you know, it does represent a corpus of of knowledge that's studied, right? The question is what to make of it. But I'm just going a step before all of that. I'm just saying, like, why does there, why aren't we saying, what's the part, where did this come from? Like, why, where does such a thing have its place? in our tradition. Why should it be? You know what I'm saying? Why should there be a secret
0: knowledge? Uh-huh
1: As I'm saying, like
0: maybe it, it wasn't never meant to be secret, but because of the way we have evolved as a people, it just kind of developed as that. Like maybe well, maybe everyone back then, knew on a on a on an essential level what Kabbalah has within its teachings but they knew it inherently because it made sense but maybe because we've we've evolved and Yeridas had doros and all wait, those wait, things, wait, 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 maybe wait. we just don't understand it and therefore it has to be created into a safer which is very hard to understand and not everyone can learn it and so it's just like you know don't
1: Who's everyone understood it? What does that mean? Everyone understood it? Why would you assume that everybody understood it if it's like a very complex knowledge?
0: Well, because I guess the the way I see it is that Kabbalah is to me the representation of the spiritual aspects, like the non-tangibles of of Torah that are very, very lofty and and spiritual and are hard to understand in a life where spirituality isn't something that we understand that much I would say at this point like we all feel connection and we all relate to spirituality in whatever way we can but I would say that if we were to compare ourselves now to door that got the Torah at Mount Sinai like Sinai, Sinai then there's there's a there's an inherent difference in the way we perceive things
1: Who are you comparing? We versus
0: our generation? How do you know? I don't know. I'm, I'm throwing out a hypothesis.
1: I'm talking about let's assume that there was a secret something all the time. Why would there be a secret something? That's the question we're trying to focus on. You're saying, well, before it wasn't secret. So then why did it become secret? Because all of a sudden people stopped understanding it? There's a lot of, I mean, what about anything else? I mean, uh, I don't so know. Saying
0: if you take Kabbalah out of it and you just make it secrets, right? There, what, what's, what's the point of having secrets? Yeah. Why should
1: it be secret? That's another, that's part of what I'm asking. Like what, it's like I said, does anybody say, you know, quantum physics is secret? You know, the highest level of the, of a, that a physicist could, is anybody saying it's secret? The, the most brainy brains that are learning physics in today. is anybody saying, oh, that's secret? No, it's just like super complex. And everybody can say, well, it's, it's so complex we have to hide it. Well, no, you don't have to hide it. It's so complex. You don't need to mm-hmm. hide it.
0: If you just take it from a, from a secret point of view, then then why would people why would there be secrets? People usually keep secrets when there's something about the information that's going to harm them or that's going to harm others.
1: So what's that harm? Also, that's another part of the question. Why does there have to be part of our tradition that's like undigestible,
0: unfathomable,
1: unaccessible? And if it's unfathomable, why is it even there?
0: Without fathom. (laughs)
1: Listen to this. Listen to this. uh, We have to make sure not to do the pod this late because we get silly. Um, This is a statement from a fellow named Freeman. I want to know what you have to say about it says, the Kabbalah is about the human mind grasping the ungraspable. As in every discipline, we're we're never able to grasp everything. Physicists admit they don't grasp what reality really is. Mathematicians puzzle over what numbers really are. Kabbalists embrace the mystery of God's oneness, while at the same time demystifying as much as the human mind is capable of grasping. In the words of Ribshnur Zalman, we need to bring the divine as close as possible to the human mind, even though it can never fully truly fit. Um, will and desire become metaphors for the infinite light. Human consciousness and personality provides us insight into the sphrot and emanations. Article articulates articulate thought and speech. Pro- provides metaphor for the act of creation. The truth is, we don't really understand what any of these are either. What is emotion? What is consciousness? But we experience them firsthand. So speaking in these terms provides us at least a teaser of affinity to the inner workings of our universe. That's vital, because without some degree of clarity and understanding, you have no way to integrate what you learn into practical life. And that's what Kabbalah is truly all about. Down-to-earth life in this world in a divine mode.
0: Hmm.
1: Now, I don't know what you think about what he just said, but there's a tremendous crit- criticism to, create, to make on this thing that he's saying.
0: I think, I think he, has a, he, ha- he makes a good point, though. And I think that if, well, yeah, yeah I do. I, I don't necessarily see the, crit- like the criticism glaring. I don't know what you're going to point out, but just from listening to it, it makes sense to me. That
1: Kabbalah is about Let's talk about it. Kabbalah is about the human mind Grasping the ungraspable
0: It does It makes sense to me And, that, and that's also then What I would say If we're ta- talking about that Things sense. that are Because again Because like We can't and We spoke about this last time You can't It's like with a Kadosh, Kadosh, Kadosh You can't actually Understand or fathom God We can't it's impossible but we we have understandings and and mm, what's that word when you make something that's like godly and make it have like a like that God has an arm is a meta Anthropomorphism. Anthropo- thank you um, we anthropomorphize anthropomorphize
1: like anthro human hmm
0: Morph- so we anthropomorphize the fact that God has certain th- he has an arm and he sees and he, and he, and and he's angry because that's the only way we could understand it. But God is not fathomable. It's not. And I feel like that in itself is the danger that a lot of the postkin when we were learning Tanakh also point out, you know, don't think that God actually has arms. Don't think that God actually gets angry. But we well, bring you it...
1: Do need Kabbalah for that?
0: No, but I think but i kabbalah then is is the more is the learning of this much more spiritual understanding of oneness and and god and you can't you you can't really understand that which is i think the danger cuz if if what you take what he's saying as right right if you do and you say that kabbalah is really some a form of explaining the incomprehensible, if you take it at face value and a lot of people learn it and they're like, Oh yeah, this makes sense, or if you don't if you're not a person who is very learned and and wise and understanding of the ways of Torah and God, then then you could believe things that are that are dangerous because it's it's not true. It's like saying it's like the person who reads Torah without an understanding that God is not an actual Physical being and thinks that God has arms. You have to know that God has no shape. God has no arms.
1: Yeah, but what does that have to do with the Kabbalah? You don't need a Kabbalah to tell you that God doesn't have any arms.
0: No, but I don't think there's anywhere in the Torah really that goes into incredible depth and length on the oneness, on the one, unlike on all these things that we don't understand. Like there's a lot of mitzvahs that we don't understand, so maybe. I don't know. Again, I, I've never learned the Zohar or Kabbalah stuff. so. Well,
1: let's but, think of what I'm saying is you're, you're like trying to grapple with it as you speak. But let me, let me just try to clear it up like a the, the, little bit. The, the, the upshot of what he's saying, which is exactly the title of this particular paragraph, is Kabbalah is about the human mind grasping the ungraspable. Now, that in and of itself is a, a contradiction in terms.
0: Because you can't grasp it. If it's
1: ungraspable, then you can't grasp it.
0: Right.
1: So, what are you doing? So, he'll say things like, um, well, um, Kabbalists embrace the mystery Mm. of God's oneness while at the same time demystifying as much as the human mind is capable of grasping. But, so what? So, okay.
0: That makes so, sense to me, though.
1: But what? Okay, but, but so then it is graspable. In other words, whatever you're going to get about God's oneness, what what could one mean? Like, in the most abstract way, in the most uh, general, you know, all-embracing way, global, you know, global oneness. Okay, so you can kind of think about it, and you can be a philosopher. You don't have to be a kabbalist. <clears throat> I mean, the Rambam, you know, the Maimonides. You know, he talked about what does it mean to be one and what does it mean, why oneness excludes the possibility of God having a form. These are all ra- what rationalists do in philosophy. They, they think about these things and they come to conclusions that you can prove and understand. So what is it are you going to be bringing to the table when you call it... Um, when you call it Kabbalah or mysticism, when really it's something that you understand, then it's not mysticism anymore.
0: Because again, how much do you understand something?
1: Then I don't understand it. So then what have you Why done? Why can't
0: you understand part of it?
1: So then I do understand it. I'm but saying, you don't
0: understand all of it.
1: But whatever I can grasp, then I can grasp it without the Kabbalah. What the problem is, is what I'm saying is like this when a lot of times, like, Where does he... Here, let me use an example. Um, Okay, he talked about oneness, right? Uh, He talked about... Okay, will and desire, right? Mm -hmm. And that um, certain schools understand... You know... the, um, The divine back end of the universe... You know the, motive, mo, the metaphor for the divine back end of the universe from elements of the human psyche. in other words, in other words ultimately it's all in the human mind and that the mind needs to you know develop these things so that these things can exist. The will and desire become metaphors for the infinite light. There's a person's desire that comes from his human, his consciousness. right So how do you explain consciousness? All these things are true, that they're difficult to understand where what a person is, Where are you essentially? What does it mean? You know, you can talk about the word soul and you could talk about these other words, but what does it mean? Now, you don't know. We we don't know. But if somebody says, well, I'll give you a good theory of something that you could understand, which is not really like you're going to understand, but you're going to kind of like liken it to something that you do understand. And then you're going to borrow that understanding that you have about something else. Like for example, a bag with air in it. <laughs> so there's so just like a bag has air in it, so a human is like the air, you know, the, the has human is like the, the soul is like soul the air. Soul is like the air, it comes in and out or the Gemara says things like, Well, God is like a soul because it permeates everything and without the soul there's there's no existence. It's just a it's just a shell. And then it dissolves and it decays and it's, mm-hmm. it has, it's, there's no eternity to it and you can't see it.
0: So you're giving a ridiculous example, but then we're also saying that we learn by these ridiculous examples. Again.
1: But I'm saying so God, God took us Kabbalah. out of Egypt with
0: an arm. So what, what is
1: Kabbalah saying that for? What what is what do we need Kabbalah for? Why is it secret? Why do we need this secret thing?
0: Meaning if we're doing it anyway?
1: figure it out. Saying, well, "A lot, I, I I, can't find it in this article because it's going to take me too long. But a lot of times when people say, you see, this is why you need Kabbalah because you're trying to grasp the ungraspable. And I'll give you an example. And then they give you this like idea and then you read the idea. If you strip it from all of the... That's what a lot of times happens in Torah. Like people get lost in the connections and like the concepts that are bringing, being brought to bear to create a certain message but the message you could have understood it without all of that conceptual uh-huh. symbolism so take out the take out the stuff take out the fancy names and just tell me what you want to say mm-hmm. you want to tell me that god's existence it permeates the world in a way where it can only be understood through human interaction because without human and without human consciousness there is no god so it's only essentially in human minds i mean okay so you can Talk about an idea like that. You know what I'm saying? Or you could... You know what I'm saying? Like, what's so secret about that? Mm-hmm. Unless you're going to tell me that it's really not secret and it's not like above the graspable. It's just talking about those topics that are usually left for not... You know, for, they're left in the dashboard and nobody likes thinking about them because they're too complex. So it takes on the complexity. But that's what philosophers say that they're doing. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what philosophy does. They ask the questions that are very, very difficult that most people avoid. Like the last questions about the natural world, you know, also. But they'll also, you know, like what's a number? Right? But but they'll also ask some things, things about the metaphysical world, which is like what is consciousness and what is prophecy and how could there be revelation and and what does it mean that God is here but he's not here and what does it mean that the soul lives on what is a soul and 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 why does god why would god care about anything that we're doing anyway and if god is god you know i'm saying like the mm-hmm. the we, we all know the questions are the same the philosophers are going to try to figure it out and the, and the and the kabbalists are what so i think the answer to that question can only be the kabbalists are saying we have a secret knowledge that you're not going to figure it out on your own. You can sit here for a thousand years and try to figure it out. It's not like physics. You're not going to figure it out. You're not going to come to quantum physics and then make find the quarks and stuff. You're just not going to do it. Even if you have 20 people with you, or 2,000 people trying to figure it out, you're not going to figure it out. You need to receive it. And it's called the Kabbalah for that reason, because it's a received tradition. If you don't receive it, you're not going to figure it out. Which is also tricky, because... Just like a lot of things, once it's received and once it's revealed, and people right. understand it, so to speak, then you're back to square one. Like, well, who well, says it's... we wouldn't have figured it out anyway?
0: Right. You
1: know, I'm saying, how do you know that? It, in other words, let's say, let's say the Torah reveals certain things. The Torah itself reveals mitzvot that we wouldn't normally do. Right. So we're not going to do shatnas. Mm-hmm. Nobody in the world's going to figure out to do, not to put wool and linen together. Right. Let's assume that. Okay. Okay, so the Torah says, okay, don't do that. So is that Kabbalist, Kabbalistic? It's something that's coming from a revelation that's telling me to do something that I know, or understand something in some way or another or try to my best to understand something that's ungraspable, which we are, most of us are willing to say it's a chok, it's not really graspable, to paraduma, to something... We don't know exactly what we're doing with these mitzvahs, but we're doing them because we believe that ultimately we don't have all knowledge and we certainly not going to figure it out in our own lifetime. So it must be that this knowledge is like needs to be revealed, otherwise, humans won't come up with it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, step one would be that Kabbalah is that type of knowledge, right? But what makes it continually Kabbalistic? Once the cat's out of the bag, so will everybody understand it? Or is it something essentially about the the information, or whatever it is, the learning, that people won't grasp?
0: Well, we still don't grasp shotness, even though we know it.
1: So you're saying saying essentially the the Kabbalah is ungraspable, because it's talking about things that are not graspable. We can't grasp the way God runs the world. We're not going to grasp that. So why are we talking about it then? In other words, in the case of a mitzvah, so God gives us a mitzvah, even though it's something that's revealed and we never would have figured it out because, well, let's just say God wants us to do it because even if we don't understand it, it's important to be done.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Just because, because it's another God's thing and we're, and we're just bringing more godness and consciousness in the world. But then there's maybe like if you knew what it was, like up there in God's world, you'd see what it was. You'd realize like, oh yeah, wool and linen, like, that's got to be like that. Otherwise it's like, no good. It's like, that's not good for whatever reason.
0: Hmm.
1: So whatever that is, you know, it's like connecting circuits or disconnecting circuits or whatever it is, however it works. We don't know, but okay. So we'll defer on that. But What about a not, what about a body, a body of knowledge that we do know? So, Kabbalists, are they exp- explaining shotness? Yeah, they'll also explain what shotness is. That's the wool is this and the linen is that, and it's a symb- symbolic of like this strain of God's something, and this is, means that, and these things don't cross and they mix because it can blow up the whole world. I don't know. I know that that's what they do, explaining mitzvahs also, right? Mm-hmm. So essentially, what we're saying is that a Kabbalistic tradition means a tradition where A human mind wouldn't get it, right? So you need to have a tradition. You need to have a tradition. Now, once you have a tradition, theoretically, we're saying that you could understand it, right?
0: Then why is it a secret still?
1: Right. So why is it a secret? Why is it, what's what's so, why can't everybody know it and just do it, right? So that's where it gets like a little... So some say in a Echonami. Some say it's it's going to get more and more revealed, like you see in the world of, of learning that there's more and more revelation of these concepts going on, and they become like kind of assumed, and then when they become assumed, people somehow get a, a knack for what it's kind of saying, right? There there are concepts like that, like. People and people go and use it in, in their own practice. They'll do like kabbalistic type of activities because it's just it seems like it makes sense now because because people have accepted the idea, right? Just like people accepted the idea in Harsina that you can't wear wool and linen, so people have accepted the idea that like there's alamos right there's worlds and that there's a shtoshalas and that you know things go from one world to the other like all these symbol symbol symbolisms like that are trying to connect you to like a higher world without really understanding them right create like a lot of ramifications and consequences the way people act so they'll say things and do things and Okay, I think a lot of hocus pocus starts happening because whenever people start <laughs> living their lives based on things that they don't understand, that can get like really hairy. I think that Lag Bomer is one of those examples. I, I, I think that Lag Bomer is like one of those things that was like meant to be for like few, you know, the few people in the generation who kind of not understand these things, and then everybody else just kind of like got wrapped up into it because. Because who doesn't
0: be- want? Bonfire and marshmallows. Yeah, because,
1: well, now it becomes (laughs) totally like that, meaningless for most people. I'm saying meaningless in the the sense of what.
0: Like routine? Like it's like bomber. What Kabbalistic
1: people had in mind for it's not being done that way. It's not a Kabbalistic holiday for the masses because masses are not into Kabbalah. They just don't know what it is. They can throw terms around and, you know, this is that and this is that, but it's like. What do you mean when you say that?: you know.
0: So that, that to me is, that to me, is the warning sign. That's to me why there's secretism, secreticism, but you can do
1: that with the Torah too. You don't need to have an occult a, a information. I mean, but when people deal with things that they don't understand, and they expand it to places that they're not being asked to explain, to expand it, all in the name of religion, so then you have made-up religion. People making up stuff and then saying it's uh, you know what I'm saying people really get bent out of shape when you talk about this because the Kabbalah has become so so entrenched in Jewish life that it's like you can't you can barely talk about it rationally anymore mm-hmm. but what what I'm saying is uh, what I think the, the 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 what i what I think really needs to be understood still today is that First of all, we're dealing the only way it makes sense to me anyway is that it's you were talking about revealed information. If it wasn't revealed, it wouldn't be known. And now now that it's now that it's revealed, it doesn't mean you're gonna get it. It Doesn't mean you're gonna understand it. Right. It's revealed sensitive information because it's talking about things that potentially could be dangerous for people to try to understand. To me. I think the proof is in the pudding because that's exactly what's happening. In other words, everybody likes talking about how amazing it is that the Kabbalistic concepts have been spread around the world, because because um, you know that's just an amazing thing, right? And that means you know heralding the time of Mashiach because we have they have this uh, tradition that the Mashi you know the Mashiach is going the Torah of Mashiach is gonna be like the Zohar and Kabbalistic teachings, <clears throat> and mind you. There are things about mystical ch- teachings that are very very um uh and enchanting they're very very attractive right mm-hmm. I, one of them I'll, I'll tell you like an anecdote about that like um what, there was a there's something called a kabbalah center that started in America and it yeah, came to Chile and it came to Chile and I was like you know young and Wet behind the ears, and I'm mm-hmm. figured like, I'm going to go there and talk to this guy and figure out what the heck, and I don't want him in Chile, basically. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it turns out that the guy that came was a very nice guy, and we got to talking, and he explained to me, he says, look, he says, you can think whatever you want, you know, that we're marketing uh, mysticism, and you don't like that idea. But the truth is, is that um, there's two major issues, uh, two, two major problems with the Jewish life as we know it. One is, we don't treat each other the way we need to. Mm-hmm. And that's like a major thing. Yeah. And the second thing is that we do things um, without soul. We're not... The Klai have been reamed out for this since Yishayon, Avi. That people are just doing things by rote. You know, when you do a mitzvah, you do this, you know, but people aren't really getting... it. So the Kabbalistic leaning teaching... He was trying to say is there for that. It's there to try to be able to create a oneness. That people should treat each other with much more uh, love and 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 closeness. And because you understand that we're all part of one thing, and it's not like we're different. It's like we're all part of one. That that kind of like kabbalistic way of bringing that oneness of God into bringing people together, right? And and also the the in the sense of activities that you can do in your life. It's not like in order to become like an amazing something, you have to do certain things in your life. You can do whatever it is you're doing, as long as it's not bad, and you can lift it, and you can make amazing changes in the, all the worlds, and you know, you can drink Arak and connect the worlds, and, and you can dance in the, in, the, in the desert with a guitar and connect those worlds, and people shouldn't judge you because you're not sitting in a Gemara learning. You're not sitting in a base medish learning Gemara. You know what I'm saying? In other words, it's a it's a bringing together in all different shapes and forms of like bringing together people to understand each other, creating less judgmental things about what you need to do to bring a tikkun. Like the tikkun could be from this, it could be from that. It's very Hasidic. It smacks of like Hasidic stories and Hasidic lore, Hasidic teachings about you know the lowest the lowest Jew is the one who brings the greatest geula. Mm -hmm. you know all that stuff is basically a oneness it's trying to create a oneness it's trying to say it's not like you're amazing and everybody else there's an elite and then there's everybody else that's which is very much philosophical like the philosophers come to conclusions like that this is more like bringing everybody together okay Mm -hmm. and then there's also not just bringing everybody together but it's also trying to connect people like this way it's not just this way you know reaching out but it's also to go up and down right it's supposed to Supposed to get you deeper, right? Supposed to and, and he and people like that, he knew that people were, were understanding whatever they were understanding. But you didn't say to some, you know, after a Kabbalistic class, people come on going, like, oh wow, it's mind-blowing. And I was like, so mind-blowing. If you'd ask them, like, what exactly do you understand that's mind-blowing, they probably wouldn't be able to explain it to you, right? But they feel something, right? They feel that they're connecting. Mm-hmm. So does it have to be Kabbalah that does it? No. You can just give a class and you can do the same thing. Right? And you can make people understand the same thing, probably, without using Kabbalistic terms and terminology and stuff like that. And I'm saying when you look on websites like this, what he's trying to explain is something that people would understand. It's like if you look, oh, this is Kabbalistic message from Lag Bomer. What what what's the Kabbalistic message? That that all the emanations of God, you know, combine to create more th- different thoughts in your minds. Okay, so just tell me what those good thoughts are. Like, I'll take the good thoughts. You know what I'm saying? Why do I need to know that it's Hod and Netzach Shabbahod? And like, what difference does it make? You understand? So, th- so what I'm trying to say to you is that all that stuff that's marketed and that people are saying they're learning Kabbalah, they're not learning Kabbalah. They're learning ins- ideas that are inspiring. And the Kabbalah terminology is being used to market it because it seems and it has much more of an appeal to people because the terminology is very lofty. And that's why I wanted to find that Zohar book because I would, I would have read you a poem from the Zohar and you'd be sa- and you'd be saying like, wow, that's, that's like, po- it's like poetry. It's like po- people used to hear poetry and go like, wow, that's like so inspiring. And you're not sure exactly what you understand differently, but you're kind of touching something because it's, it's romanticism. It's, it's, it's emotional. It's getting you somewhere. It's, Hearing a nice song, you know, I'm saying it's getting you somewhere. It's just using a different way. So, so in essence, what I'm saying is that, therefore, Kabbalah—that people are like, uh, you know, for 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 everyone's consumption—is not Kabbalah. Kabbalah is something that's revealed knowledge, and that you won't understand it. And that um, if you think you understand it just by reading an article, then you don't understand it.
0: So then again though then you're not you're we're coming back to square one and we're saying why do we have revealed information that is not useful and therefore really considered a secret because it's no one has access to it except for an elite few.
1: Right. So I think that because religion is about God. So I think by definition the the, the, the major thing in the room is God. You know what I'm saying what we all, all this is all about God, right? Mm-hmm. So but God is unfathomable, he's unknowable. It's, and everything else, so therefore the 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 definition of having a you know a hidden knowledge basically means that we're struggling we're in a struggle to try to get close to God. So Kabbalah is another another part of the struggle. It's another effort that was made for people to feel that they're getting close to God. Even though we know God is totally unknowable and ungraspable,
0: but you're talking about what you are saying before, like the more modern Kabbalah, right? This no, I'm usage. talking about Kabbalah
1: as a, as, a, as a rule. A great, great man who's studying like the secrets of the tradition of the of Judaism is something that talks about very sensitive issues because it talks about God, it talks about how God runs the world. Now, if 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 that's People will he himself, that great person that's studying it. Can he say if he's if he's if he's learning about something that's ungraspable? Can he grasp it? No, he's not grasping it like you say. You grasp five times five is twenty five. You don't, you don't, you're not grasping it that way. But you, if you are a person who is a kabbalist, who's a holy person, which means you're. Your desires are not a regular person's desires. Your, your only desire is, is passionate for spirituality. And you really want to connect to the idea of God. So then, just like in any type of way of connecting to things, the person who's much more apt for connecting will connect more. They'll connect more. They'll see more. They'll see more in, these, in the symbolism. They'll see more in like where it goes. Did you ever get a, an idea in your mind that's like, wow, the wow is like that just opened up a door and you don't even see the end like, of that idea. That's like such a big idea. It's like I can start appreciating it here, but I know it goes like really like, wow, I'd have to think about that for a million years to try to figure that out mm-hmm. to the end, right? We're surrounded by those ideas. It's just that you have to phrase it in order to start eating it. If I say, what's your consciousness like? What is it? Where is it? How do you, where does it come from? Like, why, how come sometimes it feels like you're connected to it and sometimes you don't? Like, what, what, you know, metaphysical questions. When you have those questions, you know, you're asking, like, those are big questions. Those are, right? So, a person who's studying Kabbalah, who's really studying it, it's not about like the zero sum game type of way of looking at knowledge. Like, there's like, you either get it or you don't get it. Kabbalah is a creation that's there to talk about those very, very esoteric and delicate things that you need to be careful with because of misinterpretation mm-hmm. that allow you to, to get as close as you, you, could possibly get. Provided you treat it with the way it needs to be treated. In other words, you there's a certain reverence, there's a certain amount of it's not about you. It's about just about the relationship. It's about the connection. All you want to do is connect, and you don't want to connect because, you know, that makes you feel good. You just want to connect because you want to connect.
0: Mm-hmm. So, would you say then that is why it is secret?
1: So, yeah, it's secret because, it, so traditionally it was secret, is because um, it, it first of all, it wouldn't make sense to teach it to people because most people weren't on the level to understand it. So, what would be the point in it? If you want to tell somebody, look, God told you the Torah and the mitzvahs, that's what you need to know. That's what the Ramah says. Just do the Torah and the mitzvahs, even study Torah as much as you can. Um, Understand what it is you're doing, right? And you'll be good. You don't need to go into the pardes, you know, you don't need to go into the secret orchard and try to understand the secret of everything, you know, and why we exist and how God created things and why did he create things. The questions are the same. The big questions are always the big questions for the philosophers or the Kabbalists. It's the same questions. It's just that the Kabbalists are taking a, a thing that that their original approach is not. We're going to try to think about it like a philosopher, and because we're not, we don't think that these things are. Is is it's like it's not it's a waste of time to try to use your own rational mind to think about something that's not rational. It's because it's not a rational mind thing. It goes way beyond. It's not graspable by a regular human mind. So we need help. We're like, God, can we have some help? So it's like, okay, throws you a line. He reveals stuff. So, we say, so the Kabbalistics are saying, that's it, that we have these uh, revealed ideas. And through those revealed ideas, you can understand much more. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like if somebody says to you, um, somebody says to me, um, you know, I'm their uh, I'm their teacher, right? And then they want to, you know, they want to like really know more about me, right? So they says, they ask me questions. They say, well, how do you teach? I say, well, I teach like this. And they say, what methods do you use? I that. what books do you use? I, say, do you use? I, say, I use these books, right? And so, okay, so that person's going to understand a certain dimension of me, right? But... Uh, the, another student, I could say instead of giving him those little tidbits of information, I could just bring him to where I hang. You know, what I'm saying? I can bring him to where I am. Mm-hmm. I can bring him to my secret study, right? And in the study, they'll just they'll just open their eyes and they'll see. They'll get a, They'll feel that they're getting to know me a lot more, right? Because they're they're in the inner sanctum. You know, what I'm saying they're like they're like hanging where I'm hanging. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of, it's, a, it's an intimate thing. It's an intimate look. It's very intimate. So obviously the intimacy of the thing makes it more seductive, but it's also much more prohibitive because that's, you have to be careful when you're in the intimate space. Mm-hmm. Just like in the of does. If you're in intimate space, you can't just do whatever you want. Right. Because you're likely to, to defame, um, <clears throat> to profane the, uh, that space you won't treat it with the with the intimate level that it needs in order for it to be real really you know impactful and connected
0: <laughs> big big topic
1: yeah anyway just to mm. just to summarize what we're saying is that the um if if Kabbalah was a science, like a science, so then it's true. It would be just like physics. There's no, there's no point in like a, a you know, a secret parallel information, learning knowledge. The you know repository of information. It's just, it's it's there. It's there for the taking. Whoever whoever understood it will write a book about it. If you're good at math and stuff, you'll get it. Right. There's no need to hide it, but. The Kabbalah is not about human minds coming up with stuff, it's about talking about those things that are beyond human minds and using re- revelation to try to get there. And the reason why revelation is used is because the revelation is the most intimate way for the for the infinite to describe himself. So, so the assumption is, is that the Kabbalah is like very much like um like prophetically revealed you know what I'm saying and that's a stretch I mean we don't know that we don't know that because we don't have we don't have bodies of Kabbalah that were there forever they were relatively new in the scene Mm -hmm. there was books and information that you could actually look at and say this is Kabbalah we only have it for about a thousand years we have we have uh, greats the greats amongst the Jewish people saying that they learnt from but they learnt all orally you know they, they had their secret you know moments where their teachers taught them like secrets of things look out of it
0: I'm just like calling back a secret information revealing yeah, you're getting too hot
1: on the, on the details so it's, a, it's, not, it's not it's just
0: So what I'm taking away from this is that Kabbalah at the end of the day is a form for which we can try to understand a little bit on a deeper level ideas... it's not understanding,
1: that's exactly what I'm saying. It's not When you use the word understanding that's what I'm trying to get across. I want to make sure it's clear. When we use the same words to describe what we're describing, like when we're talking about other knowledge, then we're going to be off. Because you're not understanding Kabbalah. It's it's like
0: Would you say it's better to say connecting?
1: Yeah, it's like it's like if you're in the relationship with someone else, like you're only you two are gonna understand what's going on. it's it's not it's not a knowledge that you can say, Oh, you get it or you don't get it. It's like you're it's it's a it's a spiritual highway. You're just like you're moving along it. Mm-hmm. Hopefully ascending.
0: So Kabbalah is, an, an, a way in which people can try to connect to the, um, to the aspects of God that we as humans cannot come up with.
1: Right. Which.
0: So See, we're is, taking the more... incomprehensible, and we're not connect, We're not understanding it, but we're connecting it, to, to it. it in a way that brings us closer.
1: Yeah. So so a skeptic would say, that's a bunch of hogwash," Because you're basically saying like, you're basically talking about the cult leader. You're saying like, there's nothing I can say to you that will help you understand rationally what's going on. But if you get close to me, and this is how you get close to me, by saying, Hooga booga, huga booga, three times a day, and standing on your head, and I don't know what something something that you wouldn't do, right? Then you will connect to me in a very intimate way, and you will not connect to me if you're not totally if you if you don't make yourself vulnerable to this, and you don't have a a, a you know disposition. So you you know if you don't have a, a disposition that he is very humble. It allows for this to get in. You won't get it. You won't get anything out of it. You'll just get whatever it is that's bouncing around your head before you won't be exposed to it. But again, that's a very, it's a big leap of faith because you're basically saying, I'm going to surrender my rationality and I'm going to connect to you this way. And I think a lot of times, I think the people that really get it, like amongst Hasidim and stuff like that, they kind of, it it can't be totally not rational because then what are you what are you talking about? There's like pieces of it that are rational, but they're like springboards that are kind of like, so the male that's like, like you know what I'm saying? It's a zeron pin, it's like a tradition. It's like the, symbol, the symbolism, that kind of launches you into like your imagination. It's a lot of imagination. Imagination well, there meaning, could only
0: be imagination because we can't grasp what we can't think right.
1: of. So you're imagine, you're you're jumping in a right. Like again, the rationalists, like the Rama wouldn't make much of this. They're just, they're just imagining stuff. They wouldn't say that Moshe Moshe grasped God because he really had a great, you know, he just like no. It's because when he when the Rambam talks about imagination, he's talking about the active intellect. The, the conscious active intellect of Moshe Rabbeinu was much, more, was much more superior. So he really was, you know, going somewhere in a rational line. Rational meaning, I don't know, active intellect on an intellectual line.
0: So where does this leave us?
1: Um, I don't know. It depends what it is that you wanted to get out of this conversation. I mean, I, I, I don't think a person, I guess, as a father to you, as a daughter, I, you should you should never, ever poo-poo things that you don't understand just because you don't understand it. You have to say, look, I don't understand it. You can You can look at it and say, and ask rational questions and take it apart and say, well, where has the tradition of the Kabbalistic tradition been? So you'll say, well, it was under, it was under wraps because it, it can never be books because, okay, so we really don't know what it is. It's not like a typical Masora where the Masora was given from generation to generation and that's how we have the mitzvot and stuff like that. And that's, it's more like identifiable. It's more like account, there's more accountability there. So this, we don't know what it is. Are we commanded to believe in it, to do it? No, is that like one of the 613 mitzvahs to like do Kabbalah? No. So what is it? What does it say to me? That what does it make me? How do I have to react to it? Like in the minimum. So that's what I'm telling you. I think, just like many things, you know, that have to do with a certain correct disposition. The correct disposition is respect, and and look at and people that are great people that are great tzaddikim that are. Very holy people have engaged in the study of Kabbalah, not only from the reason down, but even before. We have a, we have a large mystical tradition amongst the Jewish people. You would you should say to yourself, look, I don't really unless you decide to explore it. But you can ask what you can ask, and I think we're, part of the questioning that we're asking here is really to try to solve that a little bit in our minds. Like it's it's not bogus because it because you don't you know, because you have some questions. It's just, it's, this is what I think it is. It's it's a very personal way of connecting through revelation, which means not through in the typical intellect. It's not the typical intellect that you're using. Mm-hmm. It doesn't follow the laws of typical logic, for example. It's a different type of thing. And if it's a different type of thing, so then what is it? It's, well, it's, to, to, maybe it's a new way of connecting to spirituality to god to the to the unknown but i I would say that it's a very subjective type of thing Mm -hmm. it's not even possible to write what it is because it's so subjective it has to do with the kli it has to do with the vessel the person that is who is engaging it's it's the truth will emanate and resonate in that person I think that's why it says that really it's not transferable. It's, it's not transmittable. Even teachers to students, they can only like hint to them things but, and to point them and cajole them. But it, it's not like you're giving over knowledge like you would normally give over knowledge.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Hmm. A Kabbalistic teacher and a student are people that are connect, very connected to each other, I believe, in a different way. So they understand their soul, like their soul talking. They're like, doesn't doesn't look like a teacher-student connection. That's you know where math is being taught.
0: And that's a wrap, my friends. We hope that our conversation inspired you and gave you something to chew on. Please send us your feedback, questions, comments, topics you'd be interested in discussing and even triggers so we can generate more relevant and meaningful conversation. You can contact us at fdhp.feedback at gmail.com. And we are wishing you a blessed week, and we'll catch you next time.